Hello, and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem, and discuss the similarities and the differences that they share. My name's usually Stevie. My name's usually Sam. And the score currently stands at 1817 to Pokemon. And this time we are watching episode 36, City Under Siege and Ditto's Mysterious Mansion. Administration across the nation. That's almost a theme song. It's not very long. Yes, we have administration. <laughs> that was the best improvised theme song I've ever made. Are you proud of yourself for that? Yeah, I'm actually going to keep that in because I'm so proud of it. Okay, good. As long as you're all proud of yourself, someone's going to be. Okay, we'll start off with the messages that we may or may not have had. I think we have had some. Firstly, uh, Connor with an O said he didn't mention it, but my Otis Mons dungeon is located in the Shadow Realm. I'm disappointed you didn't make a joke like that. Um, I don't think so. I think it's much more likely to be Bruce Wayne's Batcave. Do you not get the reference in that? I do get the reference, but I made a new reference. What's the reference from then? It's from Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged. It's from actual Yu-Gi-Oh! though. There is no actual Yu-Gi-Oh! There is only the abridged version. I think you'll find they have bikes and they do bike dueling. Card games on motorcycles. That's the future. I prefer the canon that it's a Batcave more than somewhere in the Shadow Realm. I prefer to think of it, there's just a basement somewhere that he just puts them all in. It's like, just wait there. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm sure I'll be relevant to the plot at some point later on. Next, at Sub Krieger says, I'm tired and my job is slowly killing me. What do you think about that? That's not feedback for anything. That's... Well, you tweeted it at the Moncast. I did. But there was a reply to that from at Slowly Distance that says, Rest in peace. We'll remember you fondly and have Sam from the Moncast speak at your funeral. In my defence, I'd had about three hours sleep and it was about three in the morning. I was very, very tired. Aren't we always very, very tired? I am. I'm getting more tired again. That's because you're a student. Students are basically tired and or hungover the entire time. Yeah, I've been staying up too late again. Well, I'm some sort of night gremlin who works at night, so uh, I'm always tired all the time. And that's actually all the messages we've got. We usually get more, but May is behind, so <laughs> there's nothing we could do about that. But we have more administration. Yes, we do. Firstly, we're not going to have an episode this Tuesday, because we're recording a special episode on the Saturday, because we're going to be in the same room at the same time, <gasps> recording a very special episode, because it's going to be Pikachu's Goodbye and Wizardmon's Gift. Yeah, we've actually never met in person before, and we are both going to go see Welcome to Night Vale. We've said it a couple of times, but it's actually happening the next weekend. We thought we'd actually record an episode together, and the next two episodes are quite good episodes because a lot of important stuff happens. So we thought it would be a good chance to do those episodes because the ones after aren't the most interesting. So uh, that means we've got nothing on Tuesday. We've got nothing on Tuesday, but on Saturday, you'll get a pretty much entirely uncut version of us discussing things. We decided that it's going to be almost like a live episode in big air quotes because we're not going to really edit it we're gonna get rid of some background noise and maybe clean it up a little bit but we won't be cutting anything out and i don't think we're going to be splicing in any of the music either no but we will be singing and saying cut music like idiots so that will be happening so yeah next episode from this one is a unedited episode it'll be entertaining 
look forward to that. And the last bit of administration that I can think of is that I've started a Patreon for myself. Just me, not the Moncast, it's just me. I want to make that clear. You can go support me on that if you want to, because I need money for food and things, and that'd be nice. Just so I don't have to worry about it quite as much. Basically, I have a really good job, so money is not an issue for me because I am privileged. <laughs> but you are a student and you also do a lot of the legwork behind the Moncast. I pretty much record on a day and then I get given the edited stuff and stitch it all together and add the music and upload it. But Stevie basically does six hours extra work for this thing. And you also have another podcast, which is the Eurosteam's Little Sister. Basically supporting me being on the Moncast and Eurosteam's Little Sister podcast. So you do a lot of work and it's good for people to support you and your workiness. Yeah, and it makes me feel less guilty about not getting a job instead of doing this. So yeah, just please consider donating to that. Like Even just a dollar would be fantastic. That's pretty much all I wanted to say. It will be linked in the show notes along with all the other things like our SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, with the world thread, and email, because we have lots of links in the show notes. That was a good administration. It was. I like the song at the start. That was still the best bit. It was kind of the best bit, apart from the actual announcement that we won't have an episode next week. That makes me happy. We'll have a longer episode on Saturday, probably. Yeah, it's it's probably going to be uh, about an hour long at least, maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, we record for like an hour and a half, and we'll be in the same room, and it'll be amazing episodes, hopefully. Well, normally recordings from start to finish of the actual episode is about two hours. You're going to get about two hours of maybe like half an hour of actual conversation about the episode. And then you'll get like an hour and a half of just us talking about things. Just look forward to the best worst episode of the Moncast. You kind of get to see what it's like when we record and you get to hear how many times I say um and that I don't follow the the flow of the conversation and i don't actually write things down or record things or sort things out and stevie just gets mad at me anyway are we ready to go on yeah why not the first episode we are watching this time is city under siege the tension rises as lilymon is defeated and sora's mother is captured leaving mimi out of the fight and sora fleeing for safety ty leaves kari with matt and goes off on his own to save the others while joe and tk ride into the fog barrier on ikakumon who is attacked by Megasidramon. Joe puts his life in danger to save TK and causes the Kakumon to evolve into Zudomon, who defeats Megasidramon and carries the kids further into the fog. Sora meets up with Matt and Kari, but they are attacked by Phantomon and his minions, who overwhelm them all. Kari gives herself up to save Matt and Sora, and the episode ends with her fate unknown. Where to begin? That's always the question. I can begin with a quote, which is from Myotismon, and he says, Do you expect to defeat me with geraniums? And I love this quote, and it makes me really happy. Because Lilymon is the best, and it's awful what happens to her in this episode. What is it that happens to her? She just becomes blue and paralysed. I imagine it's like when a computer slows down really slowly, its processing speed slows down. I feel like that's what's happened to her. Like she's become unresponsive and just so slow that she can't do anything. But so Myotismon just turns up and attacks her and she goes all greyed out and doesn't move and then gets saved by Birdramon because otherwise Motusmon would have destroyed her. And then Mimi's captured and she can't do anything. Sora is running away from somewhere because her mum basically said, look, just go and leave. You can do something. Go and leave. So her mum's been kidnapped again. Yeah, she leaps from a bridge straight onto Birdramon's leg and just leaves her mum behind, which was quite a powerful moment, I thought. I like 
Sora's mum, she's kind of great. She's standing her ground and kicking ass and just being like, just just go. You can do something. You have a monster. Go and do something. I'll stay here. I know I'm not going to succeed in defeating these things, but I can hold them off until you get to safety. And it's like, that's really nice of her, especially because Sora's crest is love and she's had all these problems with her mum before. And now she understands her mum and her mum's just like, look, there's no time for this. Just go do what you need to do. I'll be okay. Just go. And it's like, ah, it's really sweet. Motherly above. And then we get to see... Ty and Kari again, and Matt. Ty, Matt and Kari. Ty's going to leave, and we see the devices with the clocks on, and I didn't realise how much we saw them with the time and everything. There is also one shot where Agumon is standing in front of Gabumon, so it looks like he has Gabumon's horn. I thought that was pretty funny. Kari says, uh, this is all my fault, isn't it? And I'm like, no, Kari, don't. I know how you're designed to be suffering, and, and this is all your fault, and you're the one to blame, because this is what you do. I'm like, no, not now. Please, not now. Kari has the crest of suffering. <laughs> Ty leaves, he gives himself a two-hour window to go and find the others and come back, and if not, he says that Matt should take Kari and get out of there, which is understandable. I mean, if they're sweeping the city, taking people, maybe staying in one location isn't the best thing to do. No, it wouldn't be, would it? But then, talking about sweeping the city, it cuts to where Izzy lives, and they're taking families, and it's really distressing with the Bakemon busting open doors and running inside. Before that, it cuts to TK and TK's mum in a crowd somewhere. Yeah, I think so. And they get separated. Yes, they do. Which is honestly quite scary because crowds can be scary things. Even like nowadays, like even me, I'm quite a, I want to say big guy, but I don't mean big guy. But like there was a lot of me. But even being in crowds now and, and being jostled about and everything, because you don't really have control when there's like 30 people stepping to the left and you're being pushed in a way. You don't have a say. Think of the Hillsborough disaster as an example and of the people that were actually killed. I remember going to see uh, a live band and we were near the front of the stage and there were so many people and like one side of the state uh, the audience would just push the other side and you, you you cannot stand still you can't try and fight it you've got to go with it because if you stand still and everybody else is moving with you you get pushed to the floor you'll get stepped on and you'll get really hurt so imagine being a tiny child not a five foot ten built like a fridge human being like me it's got to be terrifying and then, especially if you're someone's mother and you see your tiny child just disappear into a crowd of people, that's got to be terrifying. But yeah, like, I've noticed in these past couple of episodes, it's quite distressing what's actually happening. Seeing these families that are trying to hide because they know something's wrong. And then having these ghosts go in and just grab all the family members and drag them away and they're all screaming. It's absolutely actually kind of terrifying especially like seeing someone just bust down a door and then them flooding in it's like Ugh. so i i'm liking these episodes now that my Otis one's plans are being put into action they're a bit more sinister yeah it feels it normally when i'm watching a kid's cartoon i'm like eh, it's a thing that happens it's not too bad but this is actually a bit like kind of distressing seeing these kids screaming as they're being dragged away from their parents they've got it down to a fine art already just like at every door phantom on slashes at it with the scythe and then the back of him just seep through it's terrifying so we've got izzy's family all wanting to escape because the back of them are getting closer and izzy's mum's like no come on we've got to go we've got we've got to get away and izzy's sorting out an email from jenai who says he's given him a, a, a digital barrier program weirdest email i've ever seen it's not really an email as it is more just an animation of jenai but it's a, a barrier that basically it's like a filter it basically just makes anyone in that room invisible to them. I assume it is restricted to just the room because Izzy's mum wants him to leave and then Izzy's dad's like, no, just just trust him. He seems to know a lot more about this than we do. And it's like, that's that's good. They're letting him do what he needs to do. And at this point, neither of them have noticed Tentomon right next to Izzy. <laughs> They've just not noticed the maybe like four foot tall beetle thing. Tentomon's just being really still 
and silent. So he's practically invisible himself. The Bakimon can't see them. They think no one's in there and they leave, which is good. And then Tentamon starts talking and Izzy's mum faints because there's a giant beetle talking next to her. And then it cuts to Joe and TK. Yeah, I think TK and Joe meet up at this point. They meet up and decide that they've got to go in there. So they decide that they can use seal power or walrus polar bear narwhal thing power and go out on a kakamon which is quite a good idea i mean luckily they've got a digimon that can swim because they have if they had like greymon they they couldn't really do anything they go off and leave and instead of saying goodbye to his mum he just leaves and tk's mum's like where are you going what's happening and then they have this weird conversation about woodworking class i know it's so weird do they talk about being in the same woodworking class yeah apparently this is the thing that they need to tell but the age gap is so massive it doesn't make sense it's just the dub being dumb they end up swimming away and then tk's mum's like now nah, i've lost all of them and it's like oh tk's mum is also suffering she is suffering and then izzy has to leave to go and help people and then izzy's mum's crying so izzy's mum is also suffering she's just like be careful and it's so emotional and then we've got one of my favorite scenes which is just ty jumping in a back him and punching it to death with his own fists he's finally done with just hiding and being a child and he's like nope i'm just gonna punch everything and win oh uh, and agumon does a wolf howl as well it's so dumb because Agumon isn't Gabumon. And then they meet Sora, who has got Lilymon in Bertamon's talons and is taking her away to safety. And Ty's like, go to Aqua City, which is a, a shopping center thing place in Japan. Go and meet Matt and Kari there. So that's where she's going to go. It just gives Bertamon directions and she knows the way. Because she knows the way around Japan. And then Ty's off to do the next violent thing. <laughs> I imagine that's not the first Bakemon he beat up and it won't be the last one. I, I, I hope that he goes and beats up like 20, 30 of them as he's running along. At least. So it cuts back to Joe and TK on Ikakumon and they're swimming along, getting closer to the fog barrier. And I've got a note that says TK is a determined bean because he's got this little determined face. Bless him. He's no longer like a helpless little child, except in times like when he was overcrowded, but that's because he's small. But he has seen to have come into himself a bit more and he's, he's confident and he knows that he doesn't need necessarily his friends and family to help him he can do things on his own which is good because tk is good and then mega Seedromon appears and destroys an entire bridge which is terrifying because i think there's like only one bridge in and out of odaiba i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure but i know that there's because it's an island there's a, only a few ways to get in and out so it's essentially closed off the place even more which is like a super effective plan for Myotismon. For him to be like, I'm just going to essentially close off this entire island from the world. So no, nothing can get in, nothing can get out. And then we're going to scour the entire place until we find the child and just murder it. One thing I'm curious to know is where this Megasudramon's been hiding when they first brought it through the gate. I assume it's just been under the water. At some point, just like a mammoth and a giant sea serpent and a vampire have all just appeared in the middle of Tokyo. There's no news report like, where have all these creatures come from? They all just turned up in the middle of the afternoon. So then Mega Seedramon basically blasts Ikakumon and sends TK and Joe into the water. And then Joe gets so much respect off me because we've seen in one of the earlier episodes that he cannot swim very well. And TK's a child, so he's not a 
the strongest of swimmers and he gives tk a piece of wood and basically lets himself drown and i'm like no oh my god that's really bad well not bad but it's really good but also really heartbreaking because joe's like i'm just responsible for you and he's just got that little look on his face he's like he knows that he's putting his life at risk to save tk but as long as tk is safe and i'm like no and then zudamon happens and i was like i forgot that zudamon happens in this episode and i was really happy for him because he definitely earned that evolution yeah definitely Mimi's was a bit vague because obviously sincerity, impurity, whatever, like you can't really do that in a a tense moment. But, you know, it still happened. But with Joe's, he understands that he's putting himself in danger to save someone younger and more vulnerable than him. But it's his responsibility and that's what he has to do. So he does it and he he gets the evolution. And I'm really glad he got the evolution because he's darn well deserved it. Then he does the responsible thing and runs away with TK. Well, after Zudamon hits Mega Sudramon with the hammer, and I, I love Zudamon and I love this Vulcan's hammer because it's cool. So we've had a little callback to one of the early episodes, so we can say as a fact that Joe is not a strong swimmer. So that's a nice bit of character, like a nice character point that we have for him. Well, he's probably not a strong swimmer because he's constantly got that massive bag around him. Because he has all the emergency food. They also see Wizardmon in the water holding on to something. The Wizardman has basically been struggling for a few days just holding his breath under there even though he can float i said it in the last episode when he got thrown into the water surely he can just float out of the water he comes up on a log as well so surely he can just float to safety but no no he'd rather just stay and suffer because that's what he's for and what has he got he's got a crest somehow he's got the real crest because the dub managed to mess it up myotis one destroyed the actual crest in the dub even though he didn't yeah in the sub it isn't actually the real crest that he's crushed no they get the real crest from myotismon's coffin yeah that's what it's supposed to be the one in the coffin is real and the one myotismon crushes is just another fake but the dub swapped it round and got it wrong so yep they're floating off to the battle or wherever the the war zone if you want to call it that and then it cuts to sora matt and kari and phantomon's there and phantomon makes so much sense because he says why search for the eight child when I can just kill the other kids? It's like, yes, finally someone understands this, that maybe if they just kill maybe three of the other kids, no matter if they have the eighth child, they're not going to lose. Just kill Gatamon already. That's even easier. They've already taken her prisoner. So he calls Tuskmon and Snymon. Yeah, it's pronounced Snymon usually, but he calls it Snymon. Tuskmon's an ultimate. And Snymon is a champion, so it doesn't make sense how Garudamon would be losing to Snymon. I don't know if Garudamon was losing. It was pushed into a wall. But then Kari says that she's going to give herself up so that her friends don't get hurt. And I'm like, no, don't do this. I mean, she's just got everyone into worse trouble. Well, to be fair, Matt is being strangled at the time. But also, she can give herself up. But what if Phantomon was just like, yeah, kill the kids anyway. She's a child she is suffering the person i must be the only one with that suffers around here and then it just ends with a cliffhanger of kari being taken away which is cool because we've got so much more packed into these episodes again and it's, it's quite good i liked it you got any notes ty calls my Mon a creeperzoid and that's just the dumbest word <laughs> he's 10 he's allowed to use weird names for people who calls anyone a creeperzoid ty does it's his thing. No, it's not. He's never said it before, and he'll never say it again. And the other dumb thing was when Matt was left alone with Kari. It's just like, you know, Kari, Ty's just one kid. He might not be able to save your family. He might die. <laughs> because Matt is just the most subtle person. Yeah, he knows how to calm a child down. Don't worry, 
He's probably going to die, and so is everyone you know. Carrie's just asking for comfort, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine, but, you know, Ty might die. Just prepare yourself for the thought that maybe he's going to die. You'd think he'd be better at comforting small children since he's got his own little brother. No, he has no skills. He has no ability to do anything right. Even in his own Digivolution episode, he digivolved despite being a bad friend for the entire episode. Spent the entire time complaining at Joe for something they could have solved in just one simple conversation and or just walking away. Basically, the conclusion is that Matt is the worst character. Akari should have let him be strangled to death. Maybe. It was an option, but they didn't take it. Favourite things? Mine was Zudamon, like I said before, because it's a really cool evolution. It's different. Gomamon hasn't actually had thumbs before, so this is the first time he's got thumbs. And a hammer, and a shell, and belts. Zudamon's really cool. I like Gomamon's evolution line. It's it's pretty great. It's just seal, big furry seal, big heavy seal with a hammer. Still, it's cool. I definitely feel like that evolution was earned by Joe because he essentially let himself be in a position where he's going to die. If nothing helps, if he doesn't get saved, he's going to die. And it's like, yeah, he, he definitely earned that evolution. Good for you, Joe. Well done, Joe. You did it. And my favourite thing was Izzy and Izzy's family because I just loved them all so much. It was nice that they put their faith into him. I know, there's so many touching moments with Izzy's parents. He's a small child, and these past couple of days he's had quite an emotional time with his parents. They are the best parents. And they're like, you know what, he he knows a lot more about what's going on than, than other people, so why don't we just put our faith into him? Even though it's a dangerous situation, you know, they could get kidnapped and worse. But they're like, no, let's trust our small child and let him do what he needs to do. And they do, and it pays off really well, and it's good. Izzy's family is the best family. Or maybe Mimi's. I like Mimi's family as well. No, I like Izzy's more. Izzy's the best. Overall thoughts? I think it was another good episode, but it wasn't as good as the last one. It felt more like they're going in circles because the plot didn't advance as it did as much as it did last time. Just sort of kept the same pace. But it was okay. I mean, it was it was good. It didn't feel boring at any point. And the thing, like, I think it's because of what I said last time, where it was so segmented and we were looking at bits of everybody's progress slowly but surely. That kind of explains why not a lot happens time-wise, but a lot kind of happens because we're seeing all these different plot threads and all these different people doing different things. Overall, it was just a good episode of Digimon. I enjoyed it. The second episode we're watching is Ditto's Mysterious Mansion. Ash and Co. get caught in yet another spontaneous storm and take shelter in the Imite House Theatre, where a trainer called Duplica trains her Ditto, a special Pokemon that can transform into anything it sees. Unfortunately, it can't seem to change its face to match perfectly, so people aren't very impressed with the shows they put on. Team Rocket pokey-napped Ditto and tried to turn it into a Dratini to hand over to the boss as a gift but they struggle to fix the problem it has with its face. Eventually, they have a breakthrough, and the Ditto perfectly disguises itself as Meowth, just as Ash and Co arrive dressed as Team Rocket members, and do a near-perfect impression of the motto themselves. Team Rocket leaves behind Meowth in an attempt to escape with Ditto, but that of course fails as Ditto transforms into the gunpowder Pokemon, a cannon, and fires Pikachu at the hot air balloon to send them blasting off again. So yeah, the gang are in a storm. At first they're just walking and it's all happy and sunshiny. And then the narrator goes, uh-oh. And then the storm comes. Storm now. So they go and find a house and there's no one in there. And they just find a second Pikachu. And it's like, oh, it's cute. It's so cute. Misty picks it up, looks at it. And it's got this really weird face. And uh, I love the ditto face. 
It's so simple. It's dumb and I love it. And Misty's like, what's wrong with it? And Ashley's like, this is a rare ditto. I'm going to capture it. It's like, is it rare or maybe it's just a bit deformed? But it's cool. It's really cool. I like I like the ditto. And the ditto makes the cutest sound as well. Yeah. It's so adorable. I can't even do it. It's so cute. Ash throws a Pokeball to catch Ditto and then another Pokeball hits the Pokeball. And then there's just another Ash there. (laughs) And it's great. And she's called Duplica because everybody in the Pokemon world has a name related to what they do. So she's based off of a duplicate. She basically copies anyone. And it's so good. Can she not just replace Ash then, please? Just permanently. I'd rather have the adventures of Duplica and Ditto than Ash and Pikachu. So Ditto reveals its true form and it's just a weird purple blob i'd say it's more pink well it changes over the generations in the original one it's more of a purpley color and then in the newer generations it's a pink i think we can settle on pinky purple and then the shiny version of it is blue if a ditto encounters a shiny ditto can it transform into a shiny ditto do you know about the theory of ditto ditto's like mew or something the theory is that it's like the first version of mewtwo they tried to replicate mew and it failed because mew can also use transform Mew can also use every attack. And it's also, I think it's the same height and same weight as Mew as well. And people think that what happened was Team Rocket or someone tried to replicate Mew and they failed and they ended up with this blob and they got rid of it because it wasn't powerful enough. But it's also interesting that Mew is pink and then its Mew shiny form is blue. So it all matches up quite well. And I love this little fan theory that Ditto is a failed version of Mew. Yeah, it has evidence backing it up. Seems like it could be right. Back to the main plot. Duplica explains that she runs this Imite house, which isn't at all a weird name, where she puts on shows with Ditto where she puts on costumes to imitate Pokemon, and Ditto transforms into Pokemon that people in the audience bring. Except no one's impressed because its face doesn't change, so everyone's just like, oh, that's dumb. Wait, you're getting ahead of yourself there. So, Duplica challenges Ash to a battle. Oh, is that before the explanation? And Ash uses Bulbasaur and Ditto turns into a Dittosaur. And I absolutely love that whatever Ditto turns into, it's got this face. It's even in Pokemon Snap. Ditto was in there and it was a Bulbasaur and you hit it with a Pester Ball and it turns back into Ditto. But I just love this tell that whatever Ditto turns into, it's got the face. So we learn that Duplica knows every single move that every single Pokemon can learn because it can use those moves. And it's really cool. It means she's quite intelligent. Also, Duplica does this thing where she pretends to be Misty as well. And she pretends to be Nurse Joy and Officer Jenny as well. And they do a really good thing with the voice because it's not like they just use the voice actor to do the same voice. They do it in such a way that the voice sounds slightly off, so you can tell it's not actually that character's voice. I thought that was quite good. Well, they do use the actual voice actor, but they make them say it slightly differently. And I think that's really good, because they could have just used the actual voice actor to to do the actual voice, but that would have been a bit lazy. So they did a bit of effort there, and it was nice. One thing I do like about Duplica is that she's too young for Brock to perv on her all the time, so he just doesn't bother. I love her copies that she does. They're really cool. It seems like her eyebrows stay the same, though, and her eyes, which looks a bit weird, especially with Misty, who has just, like, lines for eyebrows. I like when she does the Pokemon. It's really cool because it's, like, the gloom face is great and she just puts the hat on and she's got all these props. And it's really cool. And personally, I find that a lot more interesting than Ditto because Ditto's ability is just to transform into the Pokemon. And once you've seen it happen, you know that it's going to go next to a Pokemon. It'll just look like the Pokemon. Still, it's a really interesting ability that uh, Ditto has. And I think 
when it transforms into Machoke and it's got the face and there's a guy in the audience that says you're a fake you can't transform at all it's like no it, it can transform it's not like it can't transform at all it's literally transformed in front of you it's just kept the same face it's not like it can't transform at all and then they get interrupted by Team Rocket as always happens but Team Rocket should always just have this backdrop of a stage when they do the motto it's just perfect for them they uh turn up and steal ditto and then there's just this quite long scene of them trying to get the ditto to transform into a dratini or to whatever else they want i absolutely love this i know it's such a good scene it's so funny so they try and get it to turn into dratini and it doesn't want to this makes sense because it's only been what two episodes since then where they were trying to catch a dratini but then jesse's like could you turn into this person and if they were like older and she's blushing and i think that's really cute it's a picture of a high school crush or boyfriend or something. Yeah, and James is like, oh, let me see. I want to see the photo. She's like, no, you're not allowed to see this. And it turns into just the actual photo, which is really funny. And then she gets angry. <laughs> She's like, okay, fine. Just turn into the Dratini. And he turns into the book. It's just a book with a ditto face. That's really good because it's doing what she says, turn into this. And it's like, okay, I'll turn into this. It's trying its best. But then they scare it and it turns to Meowth. Before all this, we'd see like Ash and Brock sending off flying Pokemon, searching for them. They've gone out looking for the Team Rocket. They find them really easily because the balloon's head is just on top of the house that they're in yeah there's no subtlety there it's literally just a house with the meowth balloon on top of it so they find it and then duplica's like i've got an idea and then it cuts back to team rocket and their ditto's now a meowth and jesse is just like look you're gonna do the thing and turn into the meowth and do the face properly and ditto manages to pull off having a meowth face and then the best thing in the world happens. I keep saying that the motto is fresh and they keep it different in, in episodes. And this is just the best because like it's dark and then the gang all there, Ash and Co in Team Rocket outfits and they're doing the motto and it's so good. They look really weird as well though. It's just not right seeing them in Team Rocket costumes. And then they just get really hype at the end. They're like, oh, that was actually really good. I get why you do the motto now. And Team Rocket are just so angry. At least do it right. <laughs> I honestly thought that they did it by accident. And like the person reading the lines did it by accident. But no, it, they had this mistake on purpose. And uh, yeah, James calling around being like, no, it's not to ignite. It's to unite. And I thought that's really good for them just to be so annoyed because they do the motto. It's their thing. Ash and Co aren't allowed to do the motto. <laughs> it, it made me happy and I love that moment. And then they say the Ditto's managed to keep its face as the Pokemon. And Duplica gets really happy. And she's like, oh, thank you for doing this. And then I honestly thought team rocket had a change of heart and i was like oh look at them they actually understand that they've tried so hard to do this thing and ditto's finally done it and duplica so happy but no they give them the wrong meowth they try the switcheroo and then jesse's like it's time for plan b and plan b is a cannon because why not because cannons don't weigh down balloons at all ditto jumps away from them and, and lands and then uh duplica gets it to turn into a cannon and they just basically just fire pikachu at them <laughs> and that was great how does Meowth end up on the can on the balloon again? I can't remember. I don't know. I can imagine Duplica just throwing Meowth, but I doubt that's what happened. Maybe that could be a thing, but I know that he ends up stuck in the balloon itself and Pikachu electrocutes the entire balloon and Meowth claws the balloon and it explodes and sends him flying off. Sends him blasting off again and then Duplica's just like, yay, now I can open the Imite house properly because Ditto can actually work. To be fair, Team Rocket kind of helped. Yeah, I just I saw it coming. <laughs> as soon as they had Ditto, I saw it coming that they would 
help Ditto fix its face problem. They did good in the end, in their own weird way. Team Rocket only ever manages to do good. They either do good or do nothing at all. If you look at them in the episodes, they'll find someone who has a problem with their Pokemon. Team Rocket appear and basically force them to solve their problems. And then, like, the Pokemon that has the problem will defeat Team Rocket. And then it's like, the day is saved. And then everyone's happy, so... Essentially what we get is Ash just turns up and is an idiot. Team Rocket appear and then basically force the person and the Pokemon with the problem to get over their problems. So really the good guys are Team Rocket. They've helped more than Ash and Co have. Ash and Co just tit about basically. And then at the end of the episode we see Meowth being forced into a Dratini costume because they need to give something to the boss. I wasn't very fond of that scene. It just seemed weird because obviously they would not end up giving Meowth back to the boss. Also, it wouldn't have worked. If they'd got Dratini to use any attack it knows, Meowth would be like, I can't do that. I know Team Rocket can be a bit stupid, but I feel like that was a bit too stupid for them, even for the sake of this joke. Eh, they're desperate. They really need Dratini. Just fell flat for me at the end with that one. What was your favourite thing? It has to be Ditto. It's such a cute and interesting Pokemon. The sound it makes is just too adorable. Like, every time it made it, I was just like, oh. It reminds me of, you know, when you'd get those little pots of putty. It's a weird blob thing, but it's it's really cute and it has a really cool ability. It's one of only two Pokemon with that unique ability as well. Pretty much one of a kind, even though it can become literally everything else. I also think it's it's got some of the best history to it, like with the whole theory of it being a Mew clone. I like Ditto. It's a good Pokemon. It's a simple design, but it's really effective. I'd really want to see a battle between Ditto and Ditto. They just both use Transform until they both can't use it anymore, and then they use Struggle. They just keep transforming into each other. Or are they transforming into themselves? Well, if the one uses Transform first, it'll turn into the other Ditto. And then if the other Ditto uses Transform, it'll turn into the other Ditto, which is transformed into itself. So it would turn into itself. So they all just keep transforming into whatever the first Ditto was. It's weird. <laughs> what was your favourite thing? It was Team Rocket, but not Team Rocket. It was the Team Rocket motto from the gang. It was Team Ash and Co. It was good. And I'm glad that Ash and Co is all like oh this, that was actually pretty fun i get why you guys do the motto now and it's like yeah it's good and team rocket's faces when they're just watching them do it it's like prepare for trouble and they're like what no no this is our thing yeah that's gonna be one of the more memorable moments overall thoughts it's definitely one of the best filler episodes we've had so far yeah it's definitely filler but it's really good filler it kept it interesting and fun yeah the imitations were really good and you like whenever she turned into something else you'd be like excited to see what it would look like and what it would sound like especially like misty was really cool because you could tell it wasn't misty but it was misty and it was fun and the whole team rocket but not team rocket was good and they they had some good opportunities to do things and they did it in a really good way they just introduced some really interesting side character and to the pokemon and they both played off of each other really well things that normally bother me like ash being stupid or brock being a perv that wasn't really in this episode brock wasn't a pervert ash was kind of smart like thinking about how you'd have to train to be a ditto master it was a pretty good filler episode i liked it it was good probably my favorite filler we've had so far nah island of giant pokemon still has it because of the subtitles (laughs) now it's time for mono a mono where we'll talk about the similarities and the differences in these episodes so let's start with our monsters of the week ditto yeah, mine's also Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> it's a good Pokemon. It can do a pretty cool thing. Ditto. It's literally every monster. <laughs> ditto. Any monster of the week we have now can also stand for Ditto because Ditto could t- turn into it. Ditto. 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 
Ditto. Which one do you think had the best storyline? I think that Digimon did. Yeah, it was definitely more tense and uh, it actually had moments which made me feel uncomfortable. Things like families being dragged away and the kids are screaming and the parents are worried for their kids and stuff. It, it was good. It had the multiple threads going on again like it did in the last episode constantly jumping back and forth between different characters and where they were going and what was happening to them so it was on the ball all the time like pokemon's was still fine but it wasn't anything spectacular or it didn't make you feel emotional at all unless you count just feeling abused it was entertaining but it it was it was like just generic entertainment you were like yeah this is fun i'm having fun it was fun but it wasn't anything job dropping were there any similarities between these episodes though i've got a theme and it's a loose theme and it also applies to a couple of the digimon episodes as well it disguises and impersonations because ditto turns into different pokemon and sora's mom had the bakemon costume and also, you could sort of use the digital barrier as well as a sort of changing into something else because it, it changed them into nothing. That last one's a bit of a stretch. Like Ditto Who Can Stretch. Do you have any similarities? I can't think of anything at all. These episodes are just too different. It's because important things are happening in Digimon and Pokemon's just carrying on on its merry way as it always does. <laughs> it's just fun filler, a little little romp that's doing whatever they're doing it's hard to draw similarities between plot advancing and no plot whatsoever ash and co are basically the four horsemen of the apocalypse they're just like harbingers of 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 danger because wherever they go team rocket appear and try and steal people's pokemon so wherever ash and co goes that's where the danger's going ash brock misty and pikachu are the four horsemen of the apocalypse interesting theory i don't think it'll hold water though which episode did you enjoy the most I'm going to say Digimon. Okay. Because as much as Pokemon was fun, there's just a lot more character development in Digimon and emotional moments. I definitely felt more emotional towards Digimon. There's a lot of things, like I said, about the scenes with the people being taken. And Joe as well, when Joe's basically accepted that he's going to die just to save TK. Yeah, it has some real powerful moments for the characters. It leaves a lot of things unanswered. Like we've had Lilymon for an entire episode just really in danger. And we've had people getting hurt and like Matt just being strangled basically. So it's like also things like Mimi, what's happening with Mimi? What's going on with Sora's mom? Are the parents okay? What's my Otismon doing? All these things and all these dangling plot threads are there waiting to be tied up. And it's like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen or what's going on. It's great. That's not to say Pokemon was bad. Pokemon was really good. It just so happens to be up against a particularly good episode of Digimon. Yeah, the difference is, even though they were both good episodes, Pokemon's was a good filler episode. I didn't feel as emotional to Pokemon. It was fun and I had a laugh, but Digimon made me feel other things other than fun. So we're giving the point to Digimon then, which makes it... 1818. It's all square again. So we're two thirds of the way through and they've got half of the points each. Join us again next time where we'll be watching episode 37. Pikachu's goodbye and Wizardmon's gift. You can listen to more of us on SoundCloud, iTunes or Stitcher where we like getting reviews and comments. And you can message us via our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, with the wall thread and email which are all linked in the show notes. And you can also support me personally on my Patreon page, which is linked in the show notes if you want. That'd be super nice of you. Thanks. Do it. Do it now. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Butterfree. Primate. I'm going to start editing these out if you keep doing them. It's a tradition now.
what happens if you get wet after midnight? What? I'm certain there's something about that in Gremlins. Yes, there is. No, it's, it's you don't feed them after midnight. Don't feed them. Oh, my mistake. Don't, f- don't, don't feed Gizmo after midnight. You also don't get them you, wet. And you don't get them wet because they'll multiply. Okay, so there's different things. And I put them together. Yes. I only slightly messed that up. <laughs> oh, well. No, I like Izzy's more. Izzy's are the best. Izzy's mm. is the best. Izzy's <laughs> is the best. Izzy's is the best is Izzy's. Akanon. 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 Uh-oh. I love this episode. Okay. <laughs> I think this episode's great. Okay. Um, <laughs> why? Well, we haven't really started discussing it yet, so you just I know, jump to the I overall just... thoughts. I just want to say that I, I really enjoyed this episode. Any notes? Nope. Oh, okay. I thought you'd have some other stuff. No, we, we did pretty much everything as we went through. Cool. I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. Do, do, do. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. I will travel across the land. Searching far and wide. Do, do, do. Teach Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Pokemon, gotta catch him, it's you and me. I know it's my destiny. Pokemon, oh, you're my best friend. In a world we must defend. Pokemon, gotta catch them, all so true. Our courage will pull us through. You teach me and I'll teach you. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon, 